Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Ishmael Kawaja. It's Wednesday the 26th of June. Coming up, campaigners call for urgent action over climate change. Our politicians are so embroiled in their own worlds at the moment that they are losing sight of what we're doing to ours. Kent teenager turns to weightlifting to overcome mental health problems. Because it is just me in that world, like anything I'm worrying about or anything, will will I'll take out on that weight. So it's just me and that weight. And that's it. And rare relic comes to Maidstone. If you find something such as this, you're the first person that's probably held that for 16, 1700 years. Kent Online News. First today, the number of children being killed or injured on roads in Kent and Medway has gone up by a fifth in three years, according to figures seen by Kent Online. Data from the Department for Transport shows there were more than 680 casualties in the county in 2017. That's up from just over 560 two years earlier. It comes as thousands of youngsters took to the streets earlier to try and raise awareness of road safety. A man in his 60s is in a serious condition in a London hospital following a crash on the A2. At least two vehicles collided on the coastbound carriageway near Ebbsfleet just before half four yesterday afternoon, closing part of the road for more than six hours. Crash investigators are keen to hear from witnesses or anyone with dashcam footage, as well as any other drivers who were involved and haven't spoken to officers. Kent Online reports. Campaigners from Kent have joined thousands of people for a mass lobby at Westminster over climate change. WWF says it's the greatest environmental crisis the world has ever faced and wildlife populations have plummeted by 60% over the past 40 years. They're hoping today's The Time Is Now event will be the biggest of its kind as they call on MPs to take action. Earlier, I spoke to Paul Hadaway from the Kent Wildlife Trust, who went along. I think that we're already seeing an, an enormous fragmentation in um, our um, natural habitats, in declines in our biodiversity. The UK currently falls in the bottom 15% of all countries internationally for its um, biodiversity intactness. That's the, the kind of the, the quality of our habitats and the wildlife that lives in them. That in itself is frankly a national disgrace. Um, you then add in the fact that we have seemingly fragmented our the processes that we rely on to help us tackle climate change, to help us provide clean water, clean air, all those things that previous generations have taken for granted have, within a lifetime, been fragmented to such a point that we are actually at the point of threatening the very life support systems that, that we as a species require ourselves. The WWF, they have said themselves that it's the greatest environmental crisis the world has ever faced. And you pointed out some quite alarming stats there. They, they also say the wildlife population has plummeted by 60% over the past 40 mm-hmm. years. I mean, when you hear stats like that, alarming figures like that, is it disappointing from your perspective that action isn't being taken quickly i think it's absolutely it's disappointing but i think it's more than that i think and it and putting it just in the context of, of my point of view and the point of view of us as conservationists and environmentalists is is oversimplifying and narrowing it you only have to look at the impact of people like greta thornberg the young people who took to our streets a few weeks ago to march against climate change we are weighing up 
uh, and making decisions based on five-year parliamentary cycles that have an impact on a particular demographic in our society and in doing so utterly betraying, almost criminally betraying the younger generations coming through in terms of what we will be leaving them for you know, an environment for the natural goods and services that environment provides for just the richness of life that we are actually depriving them of. And it's it's shocking. It's shocking that that is where we're at. It's shocking that we are having to resort to measures like these sort of marches and these protests to get across to politicians that that is how desperate things are. And closing your eyes, putting your hands over your ears and pretending it's not happening is just not viable anymore. The weight of evidence shows this is happening. The weight of evidence shows that there is a direct link between climate change and the general degradations in our environment. And we need to do something now, otherwise we are letting down all of those generations who will have, or not have, what we took for granted. And when you're out there later, is there anything particularly that you feel that the government should be doing, the most sort of urgent things that they should be doing? Is there a mm. key thing that you'll be telling them that this is what needs to be done now? One is that there is a, a strong and effective Environment Act that comes off the back of um, us leaving the European Union and the Environment Act is currently drafted and is, is going through various parliamentary drafts at the moment. It's not strong enough. It needs to be much stronger than it is now. We really want to see things in there that, that have um, strong targets against them. We want to see um, a nod towards recovering nature at scale through what we call in nature recovery networks, which is working at a landscape scale to re, um, rebuild these, these fragmented habitats. We want to see a watchdog that is independent of government that will hold them to account for that. That's one element. Uh, and then the other is we, you know, we're impressed that the government has committed to this 2050 target for net zero carbon emissions. We'd love to see that by 2045, and we'd also love to see some detail around what actually is going to be involved in that, what are the concrete actions that are going to see that happen. And then besides that, we're saying that actually there are a lot of organisations out there that can help government find the answers to some of these things, and they are not being consulted at the moment in the way they should. Meantime, Gravesham Council has become the latest authority in Kent to declare a climate change emergency. Councillors agreed to try and make the area completely carbon neutral by 2030. It's after a six-year-old activist from campaign group Extinction Rebellion spoke at a meeting, telling them it will affect children like him the most. Kent Online News. A 29-year-old man's been charged with a number of offences after a police chase in Swanley ended in a crash. Officers tried to stop a car after seeing a man leaving a co-op service station on London Road with items reported to have been stolen. It was then followed to Crocken Hill. Police are still hunting another man who ran from the scene. An investigation's underway after a disabled woman was attacked by a group of teenagers while trying to cross a road in Tunbridge. The 55-year-old was on a mobility scooter when it happened on Darrath Avenue on Sunday night. They also tried to steal her handbag. Shocking video footage has emerged of young cyclists riding into oncoming traffic in Maidstone and Ellsford. More than 100 of them were spoken to by police on Saturday after some were spotted doing wheelies on the wrong side of the road. A Maidstone teenager who's turned to weightlifting in a bid to overcome her anxiety issues is hoping to be a role model to other young people. Charlotte Honey's mum suggested she joined a gym when she started worrying about the shape of her body because the waiting list for counselling was so long. Nicola has been chatting to the 14-year-old who trains in Ellsford. I enjoy the thrill of it. It is just me and that weight. It, that's all I focus on. It's like my little world. And I absolutely love that 
the thrill of being able to flip that tie it's so like like satisfaction when I push it over and I'm like I did it <laughs> <laughs> and how has it helped you well because it is just me in that world like anything I'm worrying about or anything will well, I'll take out on that weight so it's just me and that weight and that's it do you think you kind of are setting an example for other young people who are maybe going through the same sort of thing as you but haven't found that outlet to kind of get rid of their anxieties and, and their worries? What sort of advice maybe would you give to them? Find that thing, that thing that you can put everything into because it helps you so much. Like, not everyone will like weightlifting. It's not for everyone. <laughs> like, I have so many bruises from it. <laughs> but um, seriously, teens have been coming down to my gym and I've been like, offering them help and walking up to them and making new friendships like people have been coming up and talking about their anxiety to me and I love that because I get it too and they've been asking to come down and I've been helping them with weights and they're like oh my god I would never have known. Sam obviously you managed to get Charlotte into this you, you mentioned there in the package about you know you thought about counselling but what was it that you suddenly thought actually weightlifting might help? Well I thought that Charlotte would go to the gym and do some cardio but it was you that actually got into the weightlifting didn't you we were we were doing a, like a competition between me and Charlotte on who could lift the heaviest and I got to like four plates and then Charlotte got to five and six <laughs> and seven all the way up to 11 I was thinking wow and then Sam um, who coaches Charlotte she was like, she's really strong. <laughs> and then this is how it's all happened, really. So a bit of healthy competition between mum and daughter has suddenly oh, yeah. uh, taken up <laughs> to yeah. a whole other level. Yeah. And how pleased are you as to how this has worked out? Because as you mentioned there, you were really concerned I was, about it. Yeah, the waiting list with the NHS is so long. Some people don't have that time to wait for counselling, you know, and I didn't want her to go on medication at 14. You know, there are other answers than medication and training is really good. Plus it's bonding time for me and Charlotte as well. So it's nice because you can chat to me, can't you, about, about things that are bothering you, but it's healthy. And as Charlotte's mentioned as well, she's helping other teenagers that are going yeah. to the gym as well. So you must be really pleased that Charlotte's now almost becoming a role model to help other young people. Definitely, yeah, definitely. I do tell her that she still has to do well at school, but <laughs> yeah, I'm really proud of her. Obviously, Charlotte, this was to, to help you to get over some anxieties, but you've, you seem to have found a natural talent. How far do you want to take this, do you think? As far as I can, basically. Like, um, I'm not the typical body weight, which I've been told, which really annoys me. <laughs> so let's say they, people will look at me and think, oh, she can't do that tyre. So because of that, it just pushes me to want to, want to do it more. Has it helped you going to the gym and getting involved in the weightlifting? How much has it helped with your confidence, do you think? And how important oh, is that? A lot. Like, it's a family there. So there's all these big bodybuilder men that I'm, like, really good <laughs> friends with. Um, but I've learnt to talk to people a bit more. Like, before, I wouldn't even look them in the eye. And now I can look them in the eye and I'll start conversations. And I think because my body has changed and naturally that confidence can come with that. So it has helped a lot. An awful lot of teenagers go through body confidence issues. What would you say to them? Because perhaps not everyone does want to head to a gym. I know it is quite popular, but perhaps they don't want to go. They might feel a bit self-conscious. What would you say? Well, I struggled to go to the gym at first. It was a battle between me and my anxiety. And as much as I wanted to go to the gym, I just couldn't. But you do really need to like love yourself how you are because what you see is a good body, they don't. Like, I'm quite happy with my body now. 
But then there's some people who go, oh, I, I really want her body, and then they'll have my body and be like, no, I'm not happy. So you just need to love yourself how you are because you are you and you can't be anyone else no matter how much you want to be. You need to stick with you. Sam, you must be incredibly proud of how your daughter has changed over the time that she's been heading to the gym and, and pulling the weights. Yeah, I am so proud of her. Charlotte is, she's kind, you know, you, you enjoy helping people as well, don't you? People that have been coming forward to speak to you. Tell us very briefly about this um, charity truck pull that you're doing. Oh, I'm doing a truck pull to raise money for Simon Jones, who was stabbed for the keys of his car. He left a daughter and a beloved wife behind, so I'm going to raise money to support them as he can't support them anymore. That's fantastic. When's it taking place? The 7th of July. Charlotte's now planning to pull an eight-tonne truck for charity next month. Kent Online reports. Maidstone Museum is welcoming an exciting new relic that's been discovered by a metal detectorist. An Anglo-Saxon pendant has been donated by Owen Baldock, who found it in a field in August 2018. It's a difficult thing to describe, but it was. Uh, I just sat down and just stared at it for about five minutes, suddenly realising... Yes, you found a piece of something that's quite important. And it's the first item of treasure I'd ever found. Found many other historically interesting items, but never an item that had to go through the treasure process. And after it's been through the process, I've since found out it's actually extremely rare. And that is one of the reasons why I go metal detecting, because you're adding to the country's history. That's the thrill of when you do metal detecting, is... You, if you find something such as this, you're the first person that's probably held that for 16, 1700 years. And it really brings sort of time into the equation for me, because I've always had a, a big interest in history. And to find something such as this makes it even more special in terms of uh, how much I enjoyment I get out of the hobby. The treasure is being presented from today and it's hoped it will give a new insight into the change from Roman Britain. Joe Ahmet is the Find Liaison Officer for Kent County Council. Well, it's gold and carnelian uh, dating from the 6th to 7th centuries, which is an unusual period of time to be getting material from uh, across the country, although in Kent we are perhaps more uh, likely to find it than other, uh, other parts of the country. In particular, what is interesting is the reuse of a Roman uh, semi-precious uh, intaglio or seal stone in the pendant itself, which in itself is um, unique in the UK. So the Anglo-Saxons uh, came to Kent during uh, the 5th century after the Romans pull out of Britain and they really found, uh, helped found England and one of the most important kind of beginning kingdoms to that was the Kingdom of Kent, based at Canterbury, but with kind of important settlements across uh, across the uh, county, like Rochester, possibly now at Maidstone, because, we, because of finds like this, it's starting to look like there is some sort of high uh, status activity around Maidstone. The donation of this particular object is important because Maidstone Museum has one of the most important collections of Anglo-Saxon material in the country. It's also legally covered by the Treasure Act of 1994, which covers uh, objects of gold or silver, collections of associated uh, gold and silver coins of two or more, collections of closely associated base metal coins of ten or more, or prehistoric metalwork. And the, that's a legal requirement. Now, also, it goes on to the Portable Antiquities Scheme's publicly accessible database and really keeps a record of this material for the public good and for anyone to go and have a look at. 
Obviously, we have to do some protection for the find spots to protect both the finders, uh, permissions, the landowners' rights and that kind of thing as well. And also, occasionally, when important archaeological sites are discovered, protect them from harm. So the pendant is going to be uh, researched and put on display at the museum. It's already been looked at by several uh, academics who are already excited and writing about it and that kind of thing uh, and it will be on display up in the gallery for members of the public to see. Like I said I'm the finds liaison officer for Kent. I don't just deal with treasure, I deal with all straight archaeological finds over 300 years old. I'm here to help uh, members of the public, melt detectorists, mudlarks to report their finds and obviously I ID them I record them, I give them back to the finder, I don't keep finds uh, and with a kind of printout of what it is, how it is and, and I do my best to help with that kind of uh, activity around Kent. Kent Online News. A live version of Cluedo is coming to another Kent town. Rochester is following in the footsteps of Maidstone by staging it. Players in teams of up to six will be guided around the town using an app before locating virtual witnesses, solving clues and eliminating suspects. It's happening in September. And a little boy from Kent who needed both his legs amputated after being abused as a baby has been able to enjoy a trip to the beach thanks to fundraisers. Tony Hudgel, who was just 41 days old when he ended up in hospital, has been bought an all-terrain amphibious wheelchair. His adoptive parents, who live in Kingshill, say he totally loved his trip to Camber Sands. You can see the pictures on our website. That's it for now, but for more news throughout the day, you can head to kentonline.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.